Hello and welcome to the Moncast, a podcast where twice a week we watch Pokemon and Digimon in tandem and discuss the similarities and differences that they share. My name's Sam. And I'm Stevie. And the score currently stands at 7-5 to Pokemon. And this time we're watching episode 13, Mystery at the Lighthouse and The Legend of the Digidestined. Feedback time. I'm so excited for this. Yes. First and foremost, we have an absolute abundance of tweets from May from Lost in Translation Man because they've been catching up because they've been watching Pokemon alongside us and they finally caught up. This time they ask, you have to choose one to not exist, Pokemon or Digimon. Which one would you choose? Uh, I'm going to say Digimon because there's a bigger fan base for Pokemon and there would be less people who would be hurt by the disappearance of Digimon, even though I'd be hurt and I know a lot of people would be hurt. <laughs> I have to say Pokemon because so many of my friendships right now, especially over the internet, have been built entirely around Digimon. Oh, why would you say that? See, I'm thinking of us as a human race. I feel like the human race would benefit. Well, I'm thinking about me and my social circle. And my social circle needs Digimon to survive. <laughs> like, literally, one of my best friends on- online I would not have spoken to if they didn't have Digimon on their YouTube channel. Okay, I'm going to say Pokemon as well because I feel like if Pokemon didn't exist, people would like Digimon as much as they like Pokemon because there wouldn't be anything to compare it to. Yeah, that's a good point. So Digimon would be the bigger franchise and Digimon would be winning. <laughs> It'd be winning the battle against no one. Okay, yeah, I'm going to say Pokemon as well. I, it was Digimon because of the benefit of mankind. But no, it's going to be Pokemon because then Digimon could succeed. And the other question was, why is Tyranitar the best Pokemon? I know May really likes Tyranitar and I know you got the Tyranitar card in the trading card game. I got Tyranitar EX and it's so good. I actually really like it. I mentioned in one of the episodes that my starting team of uh, Gold and Silver has Tyranitar and it's one of my favorites. It's the best. It's Godzilla, but as a, as a Pokemon, it's pretty cool. We all like Tyranitar. That's why it's the best. Anyway, we've got another 12 tweets still to go through. <laughs> I'm so excited for this. Well, first of all, Pokemon isn't believable because it took Ash only half an hour to get off Mount Moon. I'm 23. It took me like two hours. I'm just going to say, if you think Mount Moon's bad, wait till you get to the rock tunnels. You need Flash to go through rock tunnel, and I never get Flash. I just run till I hit a wall, and then move till I hit a wall, then move till I hit a wall. Okay. (laughs) I didn't know Flash was a thing when I was younger. I just assumed that that's what you had to do to go through that cave, and it took me days, days of running around in the dark. We didn't have strategy guides. We didn't have the internet to tell us what to do. You just went into this dark cave and had to run around until you came out the other side. To be fair, I think I was eight or nine at the time. Then they said they were up to date with Pokemon so they could get up to date with the Moncast and send us lots of tweets about episodes that we'd covered recently. So in episode 8, they said that they liked the scene where Sandshrew and Pikachu are getting swole with the weights. At least there's something to like about that episode. And moving on to episode 10 of Pokemon. You have flying Pokemon. How is falling off a bridge a problem? Well, Brock had a Zubat. He has an Onyx as well. He could have got Onyx and Onyx could have caught him and put him back up there. Onyx is weak to water, though. It's fine. Just get back in the water. I thought that was Sandshrew. That was just waterproof. They're all waterproof. No, they're not. Brock's Pokemon aren't waterproof. Yes, they, well, that Graveler is in, in that one episode. I don't remember him having a Graveler. He has a Geodude. So Geodude, if Graveler's immune to the water attacks of Starmie, then clearly Geodude should be immune. 
that you're talking about the school episode. Anyway, they also feel sorry for Team Rocket most of the time. James is the greatest, though. Yeah, I, I could agree with that. James is fantastic. Yeah, I realised in this episode that I actually really like James's voice. James. I've got a lot to say about this episode. about Team, Well, not a lot, but I've, I've got some fun things to say about Team Rocket in this episode. I don't really feel sorry for Team Rocket, though. Like, they are, at the end of the day, trying to do evil things. I just find them funny more than anything else. They're likeable characters, at least. They're okay. They're cool. The favourite part of episode 7 was when James was being electrocuted at the Cerulean gym, and he said he wants to go straight. Yes! I also agree that that, that's that's funny. I totally believe that James could be bi. He's just an amazing person. James is the best in Team Rocket. He makes Team Rocket. I know Meowth's kind of important, but I do feel like James has got that really silly side to him. I think what I like about him the most is just how giddy he gets. He has that little giddy laugh that he does, and it's so good. And also, I like the way he says, James. Moving on to the next string of tweets that they sent. <laughs> they just realised that Who's That Pokemon isn't in the Netflix version. They were wondering what was missing. Oh. You're not missing out on that much, really, because it's always super easy to get it, because they show you the Pokemon in the episode anyway. <laughs> normally, it's the Pokemon that's in the last shot of the episode before it goes to break. If it was one from a different episode, it'd be better. It's not a challenge, it's just, Who's That Pokemon? Oh, it, it's Squirtle. <laughs> Of course. I like ones where they kind of they have jarring sounds, like Victory Bell is just a scream. <laughs> <laughs> so you just hear, who's that Pokemon? It's Victory Bell, and just a high-pitched piercing scream. Uh, okay. They really liked the Bulbasaur episode, but the school episode was meh, even if it did have fantastic game references, which they liked. And that was sort of the conclusion we came to as well, which was that we did like Bulbasaur's episode, and the school episode was pretty bad. Or, eh. The one thing they did like about the school episode, though, was that Team Rocket were failed students, which was sweet, because they liked Team Rocket. It's also upsetting because you learn more about Team Rocket's backstory, and that actually contradicts it as well because the first time they meet is team rocket training school but somehow they both also went to this school no they can be failed students at a different school anyway they say that the pokerap calls polywag polyrath and then lists polywag as polywag in episode 11 i've not actually heard the pokerap i don't think it's in the version that i watch no it's, uh, i i leave it out of my version i listen to the opening because the opening is good but i don't listen to the poker app it's a poker app the outro song no it's just a random thing that's added in and there's four of them or five of them and when you have them all together it's all of the pokemon okay and then they have pikachu's jukebox which are songs and the second we start getting pikachu's jukebox the outro are gonna be like the outro music for this podcast are gonna be the songs like we're on the road to Viridian City. I met my fans along the way. There's a whole album called To Be A Master. Yes, and it's like the number two and then the letter B. Ugh, 90s. Anyway, the Digimon episode's got like one tweet. They like this arc because it makes them nostalgic for Digimon World. That's pretty much all the Digimon stuff that they mention. <laughs> I actually agree with them. I think that's the one thing I've got from this arc that I didn't really think about. And it's nice to have that, that thought and, and, and that comparison is, is knowing that this first half was, well, not first half, first arc was based on the scenery from Digimon World, which is quite nice. Because I do really like that game. And this whole arc for me is just completely covered in nostalgia. Because this is the arc that I had on video and would watch on loop because I didn't get the TV to myself all the time. And we're almost done with it. It's this episode and then we're done with this arc. Yeah, it is. Oh, there is one last thing about Pokemon, actually. 
they say that Brock doesn't seem perverted compared to how he is around Officer Jenny and Nurse Joy. He seems to admire Melanie. Yeah, but he does seem a bit too full on when trying to get Ash and Misty to shut up. He's totally planning on hitting on her. It's hard to gauge Melanie's age, which is which isn't as bad because she she could be Brock's age or older, which I feel she would be if she's running a Pokemon spa. I'm okay with Brock hitting on people who are his age and older because he's 17, I'm assuming, or something like that. I'm not so keen on him hitting on kids. Apparently he's 15 at the start of the series. Oh, okay, that's even weirder. He's the creepy in-between person who hits on everything. He doesn't know what he wants at the moment. (laughs) And Misty is the 10-year-old gym leader. (laughs) She's 10? No, she's got, I I imagine she's got to be like 14. Nope, she's 10. I see Brock being about, because if he's 15 and he can cook and clean and all that, that's pretty cool. And Ash is immortal. Ash is still 10. He's exactly 10. 10 years, 10 months and 10 days old, apparently. That means that the entire of start to finish for the entire of the Pokemon series happens in 10 months and 10 days. Any more feedback? That's all of the tweets we had from May. Well, thank you, May. It's nice to get feedback. And the other bit of feedback we got was from Feck Smith on With the Will. Firstly, they say it's been fun to listen to the last few episodes. We both did deliver on comparing the episodes more. I liked the feedback about that, and it's nice to take that into account. It's nice that we're improving, or at least trying to anyway. Carrying on, they say they always had the impression that Pokemon was 90% filler. But as we've been talking about it, they've noticed that it's not as bad as they thought it was and they might just watch it or at least some of the plot related episodes and honestly i'd say it's actually quite fun to watch i quite like pokemon yes i'm so glad you said that especially because yesterday i heard your little rant about ash and how angry you are most of the time pokemon's just fun to watch like it's not too heavy it's light-hearted it's fun it's a bit silly it's just it can be dumb to the point of it being really annoying and frustrating it's just annoying when it gets stuff wrong. Oh, when they just make characters awful for an episode or two. And then they're trying to blow up a child for no reason. Also, they're trying to keep score of... I think it was supposed to be my rating that they were keeping score of. But they think that the rating goes like, awful, meh, okay, I guess, okay, pretty good, good. Which sounds an awful lot like my sort of not-quite-rating system. <laughs> I think you should do that every episode. Meh is my favourite just description because it's literally just nothing it's just a sound it's just just, meh it happened i don't care (laughs) i don't give proper ratings i just sometimes sum up my overall thoughts with one word and then try and elaborate sometimes and sometimes i don't and just use those one words to compare (laughs) that's basically what they're there for anyway the last thing they talk about is the openings in brazil because the opening songs were different Firstly, the Digimon opening had a green screen Angelica in the middle of it all the way through, pretty much. I love Angelica, she's amazing. I'm not sure who Angelica is. I did watch it after they sent it, and it's really, it's quite odd. Yeah, it's it's super weird. I love it. The Digimon opening is practically identical, except for these weird bits with Angelica interjected in between. But going on to the Pokemon opening, they say that the lyrics were different and talked more about good winning over evil and they didn't really like it that much because it didn't mesh very well with what the anime was like because team rocket are a bit too silly to be considered proper evil but i like the english opening a lot because <laughs> i think the lyrics in that match perfectly because ash wants to be the very best even though he sucks like no one ever does do you have any thoughts about the openings they're okay they're meh 
I could sing along to them. Digimon's repetitive, but then again, Digimon is repetitive. The last bit that they say is that they like the outro songs that Sam picks. Yes, thank you. It's mostly Digimon because Digimon has some really good music, and I know a lot of people tend to get on Digimon's case of having really bad opening because it's just repetitive, like we've just said. But I feel like it's it's nice to give people little tasters of random songs that are quite good. Yeah, I've not listened to much music outside of watching the shows, so I don't know much about it. I've also got the Cyber Sleuth soundtrack and the Pokemon X and Y soundtrack, so that's where most of my sounds come from. And I messaged First Aid and Productions, who've made some awesome Digimon parody songs, and they say, thanks for the support. I wrote both of these a while ago and just got to recording them now, but I guess I should consider writing some more. Thanks again, and congrats on the podcast. They are cool. I definitely recommend the songs, which you can find on SoundCloud. They make me laugh, because they're actually quite clever. Anyway, we have got some news regarding what the plan is for the next couple weeks. Basically, we both have holidays booked, and they're so close to each other. Like The reason... It's been so hectic and we've had some late releases is because we've both got our lives to live and also to get essentially three weeks work, extra work of of episodes backlogged and edited because we both split the editing to do different parts and it's hard for like i won't i can't do what stevie does because stevie's a genius at editing so stevie needs to get all their parts edited before i go and then i need to make sure that i can get things uploaded while stevie's gone so it's difficult and it means that we've got to do the episodes that we're releasing regularly as they are and also these extra episodes all mashed together and get them all sorted and done It's been really busy. I haven't really had a day in the past two weeks where I haven't had things to do. And then I know Stevie's a social butterfly and does a lot of things. I'm not too social. You're more social than I am. I've had a party or two because it's been the end of the university year. It also doesn't help that we've got this increased schedule because it's it's two episodes a week and that's a lot. We spend a lot of time making this. That's, That's a lot of time spent doing this podcast, which is really nice, but also... ugh. Yeah, it's just, I don't want to spend so long <laughs> on the first season of Digimon. That would take like a year to do it. It'd be nice just to, to boost ourselves through. But anyway, the plan is, while we're on holiday and it's really busy, 13 and 14, because you're listening to 13 now, we'll be going up as normal on the Tuesday and Saturday. Ooh, spooky time travel stuff. But then episodes 15 and 16 will be the only episodes in their weeks. So for those two weeks, it'll be one episode a week. And in episode 15, to make up for the fact that it's only one episode. We have a special guest. Yes, we've already recorded it due to timey-wimey stuff. I'm pretty sure it's over an hour long, so it's going to be a, a nice, sizable episode. Yeah, right now it's an hour and six minutes long. So when it's edited down, it'll probably be like our longest episode yet. And episode 16 is going to be a regular episode, but it's going to be the only one in that week because we can't do too much. <laughs> I can't record when I'm on the opposite side of the planet to normal without my computer. So that's the plan. 13 today, 14 Saturday, 15 on next Tuesday, and then 16 on the Tuesday after. And then back to normal after that, so hopefully. Yeah, back to two episodes a week. You'll just have to put up with less of our annoying voices. Last thing, you can find our social media on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, and Withable forums if you search for The Moncast. Or you can email us at themoncastpodcast at gmail.com. You can also leave a review for us on iTunes or Stitcher if you want to help us reach more people. The first episode we are watching this time is Mystery at the Lighthouse. Ash gets called out for being a sucky trainer, so he runs off and fights a crab with a stick to prove everybody wrong. When he catches the crabby, 
game mechanics are discussed, and then suddenly lighthouse. Inside the lighthouse, they meet a kabooter, Bill, a Pokemon researcher who's stuck in a cosplay outfit. They help him escape from his poorly designed costume, and he dumps info on them about the franchise. Info that will become increasingly more invalid starting the next season and onwards. Bill has been obsessed with an audio recording of a Pokemon he heard when he was younger, and, surprise, surprise, tonight is the night the Pokemon turns up again, because plot can only happen when our protagonist is around. Also, Team Rocket is there to fire missiles at the mysterious Pokemon for some reason. So, what do you like about this episode? I like it when they all just wail on Ash. It says all the things I've been saying, just like he didn't actually earn his gym badges, he's rubbish at catching Pokemon. Only properly caught, maybe Pidgeotto? Because Caterpie, he just threw a Pokeball out, and that was because Caterpie was quite weak. It's because Caterpie ran into a tree or something. I've got in my notes in little brackets, Stevie will like this moment a lot, because <laughs> they're calling him out for like acting so smug all the time, even though he has no reason to be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they could actually just both withdraw his badges if they wanted to. They could. Well, Brock could. I don't know if Misty can, because it was one of Misty's sisters that gave it to him. There's no reason why Brock shouldn't just go, hey, I'm going to take it back. I like everything about the Krabby scene. It's really funny. It's just super tiny, and it's really cute. And Ash just being like, oh, I'll show them the best. Where's he running to, first of all? Is he just running to go and catch them all right now? I guess he just wants a Pokemon. He storms off and runs away and sees a tiny crab on a beach. It's that moment where it walks underneath him and he's just looking through his legs at Krabby. He's like, why are you being so dumb? And then he takes all of the knowledge and experience he's got from his two badges and has a battle with Krabby, which is a stick because that is a Pokemon. He's gone off to show everyone how good a trainer he is, and yet he doesn't use a Pokemon to fight Krabby. Pokemon Battles 101 is, it's a Pokemon battle, therefore Pokemon. But this is Ash you're talking about. Honestly, he's, it's like he regressed. Like, just in the Charmander episode, he was like, oh, I know how to catch Pokemon now. I have to fight it and weaken it. And then now he's just like, I'm going to use a stick. I feel like he does take step backs in between episodes. They probably just couldn't be bothered animating this proper battle. He catches a Krabby, though, which is nice. I like Krabby. It's a nice design. It's just a crab. Yeah, it's great. What else do you want? It's like the simplest design ever. It's just a crab. <laughs> It is just a crab. I'm pretty sure his name in Japanese is just crab. Like, it translates to crab. Nice. There's actually a meme about this. The only step is crab, I think is it called. Japanese title crab, meaning from crab. Crab is literally crab. Origin, it is based on a crab. The crab cycle. There is only one step. And it is crab. I'm so glad I remembered that. That cheered me up. <laughs> That'll get me through this episode. That's silly. Yeah, it's great. Do you know what else is silly? What is silly? When people reply to Pikachu with Pika. It's really funny. It's silly. Pika, Pika. Pika? Pika. <laughs> You're missing an important part, though. The Pokedex can be used to switch Pokemon and teleportation exists. Yeah, that's different. Just press this little white button and you can switch Pokemon, which I get makes sense. And then I've got a note saying, why wasn't that used in the games instead of going to Pokemon centers to change? And then actually on second thought, I understand it, that if you could switch your team anywhere and anywhere, you wouldn't have the risk of having your entire team faint. It's a good thing to have in the show because it means Ash can change Pokemon whenever without it being too much of a deal. Pokedex power. It's a small teleporter. I like how Team Rocket are singing their motto to themselves and it also includes a costume change. They have a completely different costume and then they change it back into the uniforms. Drawing the motto. It's like, oh, bless them. 
They love their motto so much. They're like a subtle change in the first few lines. It's great. It makes me happy. They're so nice. They're good people. Except they're not, really. They're, they're kind of pointless in this episode. They nuke the giant mystery Pokemon. They used the guns they used in the last episode to shoot Godzilla. Because this Pokemon, this mysterious Pokemon whose identity we do not know, reminds me of Godzilla so much. I can see why. It's big. It's a big lizard. Coming out of the ocean. Any likes? I liked the whole mystery thing. Well, it was good while it was still a mystery, but then when they showed who the Pokemon was. They didn't show what the Pokemon was? You never saw? who? We don't know what that is. I don't know what Pokemon that is. Who knows? I know what it is. No, you don't. It's a mysterious Pokemon. It's quite clearly a gigantic Dragonite. Don't know what it is. No one knows what this Pokemon is. It's a giant Dragonite. No. Okay, he's got a wall of the entire Pokedex in his house, but we have no idea what this Pokemon is. Who knows? It's a giant Dragonite. Who knows? I know. It's all very mysterious. I worked it out. There's even a cloud at the end shaped exactly like this Pokemon, but who knows what it is. I thought that was a wonderful little touch. Dragonite is supposed to be a legendary thing. It's the only dragon type in the first generation, so it's, it's kind of a legendary Pokemon. Like ghost types, Ghastly Haunter and Gengar are the only ghost types in the first season. And then even ice types, you've only got Jinx and Articuno and maybe Dugong. Speaking of part what Pokemon, there's a Kabuto in this. There isn't. There's a there's a there's a man in cosplay. I know, but you think it's a Kabuto before it goes to break. And I was like, oh my god, Bill's turned himself into a Kabuto. Well, in the game, he merges his DNA with a Pokemon. He becomes a Clefairy in the games, doesn't he? Yeah. And that's how you get the ticket for the SSN, which we talk about next week. Any more likes? I haven't got too many likes. There was a great line from James where he says, so size does matter. <laughs> James and his innuendos. Yeah, I've got no more likes for this episode. The giant Dragonite's pretty cool. You don't know what it is, Stevie. Stop with that joke. We don't know what it is. This episode title's going to be, who's that Pokemon? No, really, who is it? We never know. Is it Mewtwo? Is this where Mewtwo is? Is this, is this Wallace? <laughs> <laughs> I just like the giant mystery Pokemon. I'm ready for dislikes. Dislikes. Obviously, there was Ash regressing and unlearning things which was dumb the the opening was really weird because i've mentioned in a few episodes that they have this weird disjointed start where sometimes it's doing super anime things and sometimes it's a bit better like in the last episode but this episode's opening was odd they're in spotlights and introducing pokemon as if they're actors on a stage and then ash straight up talked to the narrator it doesn't make sense it's fine it's weird i liked it also yeah what's the, what's the plot of this episode <laughs> there isn't one yeah, it gets to the halfway point and all he's done is ran away and caught a crabby and seen a lighthouse. There are other episodes that have done a lot more in the first half. Yeah, it's quite clearly just trying to drag it out for time because they get really explainy when they're leading up to the lighthouse. Super filler. The only thing that happens is crabby. Like, all three of them say what they need and then they spot a lighthouse and then all three of them explain why that's good for what they need. But even the lighthouse is a thinly based thing. It's, oh, I've been looking for this one Pokemon that I heard a long time ago and then it doesn't even reveal itself. It's just... It turns up, it goes near the lighthouse and then gets blasted. So we'll never know what it is. It's a giant Dragonite! We will never know what this is. Who knows? Okay, you're actually annoying me now. You're being like Ash, reluctant to learn. How dare you! Just being dumb. I feel like the, the plot's really thin. It's way too convenient that Team Rocket just happened to find Ash again. They're not even looking for Ash 
that just happened to be in the same place at the same time. Yeah, it, it doesn't really make sense. They didn't need to be in this episode. The only thing they really do is... um They were Team Rocketing. Yeah, they just blast Dragonite, and that's the only thing they do, really. They're amusing. Yeah, they're, they're okay. I mean, I like I like the, the bit where they're doing the motto to themselves. They don't interact with the gang at all. No, this episode's just really thin. Yeah, not a lot happens. Not a lot happens at all. I've still got more things I don't like. Bill just sits in the dark in a suit for no reason. He could have started up with, um, could you help me because I'm stuck in a suit? Instead of building up this weird bit of tension where they go in and there's a Pokemon sharpening its claws and maybe not put that in. I feel like that they only added that in to give the episode a bit of tension. Bill altogether is just really bland. He also says Pokemon. He doesn't say Pokemon. I'm pretty certain Ash says Charmander as well. Yeah, he says Charmander. Charmander. And also the other thing is that Bill has a visual reference of every Pokemon yet. And he says there's 150 of them, so he must know who Dragonite is. But has no idea who Dragonite is when it's there. It's dark. Yeah, but... And it's a total mystery. No one will ever know. Uh, Your favourite thing in this episode? Giant Dragonite. I had that as well. I had it. It's, it's, it's kind of cool. But I also like Krabby because Krabby is crab. It's cute. It gets angry at Ash and starts foaming. It is funny how it's just tinier than Gary's Krabby. <laughs> Overall thought. It's a super thin episode. Yeah, it was okay. Nothing really stood out about it. You can hear me dying inside because it's so empty. <laughs> In the game, this is an important moment because you get the SSN ticket here. But in this, it just seems super pointless and it's pure filler. Like, you don't need to watch this episode. It's just really, really boring. You can just casually get told that he has a Krabby at one point. That's the only thing that's important that happens in this episode. The lighthouse gets wrecked, but no one cares. Yeah, no one cares for the lighthouse. There's no point. We'll never see Bill again, at least. They'll promise to see each other again, but they won't. Because Ash is a jerk. The second episode we are watching is The Legend of the Digi Destined. The kids all regroup just in time to save TK from Ogamon and Leomon, who's been pumped up with black gears. The Digivices bring Leomon back to normal, again, and he tells them of the legend of the Digi Destined that no one else on the island seems to know. They go to confront Devimon on Infinity Mountain, where he awaits them with a load of black gears to make himself gigantic. After a swift pummeling, TK and Patamon are the only ones left, and Patamon finally digivolves into Anjumon to sacrifice himself and defeat Devimon once and for all, before becoming a Digi-Egg. Then, Nameless Old Man appears as a hologram just before the end of the episode, just to make sure viewers know that there's more to come and the series isn't over yet. What did you like about this episode? I like Possessed Leomon, because apparently when you're possessed, you mention the plot. He keeps mentioning how he's being commanded by Devimon to take the children. He's doing that super James Bond villain thing where you have to explain your plans. But he's Bleomon. <laughs> Bleomon. No, it's just short for bland Leomon. Bleomon. It's so boring. <laughs> no, I don't like Leomon when he's possessed. It's just really dull and monotone. You know who's not dull? Togemon. Flying through the sky. I still can't tell what she said as she fell from the sky. No, no. This seems to be a common thing with Palmon's lines. You can't tell what she's trying to say. But still, it's cool to see a Togemon falling from space. Yeah, I guess Kabuterimon dropped her. It's, it's cool because everyone's turning up, so it feels like the setup for a big battle, which is nice. That first battle's pretty good. Okamon's trash talk was on point. I really liked it. I like the idea of the Digivices purifying the Black Gears because it gives the kids 
something to do in a fight instead of just being stood on the sideline sideline all the time they they have a use now they can go and purify Digimon which we've seen before we've seen it happen to Leomon at one point already and we've seen it happen to Sukumon so we can see the benefits of them and, and how they're useful and how they can purify and, 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 and stop Devimon's plans yeah it's useful information that they've learned previously being put into action is he leading the charge with his knowledge Anything else you liked? I liked the foreshadowing for its own episode that this episode did. Patamon gets grabbed by Bleomon, and then later in the episode gets grabbed by Devimon. It's like, oh, that was foreshadowed. <laughs> they just like to grab Patamon. He looks like he'd squeak when you squeeze him. Oh, the pain sounds when it's being squeezed. Who's cute when they're being crushed, Patamon or Pikachu? Patamon's cuter than Pikachu by far. Yeah, definitely. Because Pikachu, it's okay. It just has a high-pitched voice and says its name that's pretty much it but but patamon could at least say cute things i like the build-up to the big fight because it's got really good dramatic music they don't use that music again i don't think but it's really nice music and it's it's setting up the um scene even the digivolutions they weren't bad it took 30 seconds for them to get to champion and then have a bit of input from the kids after and i thought that was quite good that clearly shows it's going to be a good episode because they've cut down the digital evolutions into a short time. So yeah, that excited me. I was excited for this this fight. I didn't know about the music being different and it was different and it set the tone for the fight that's about to happen. It's the big fight that they've got. It's the, the big bad that is the biggest boss they've had for the season because it's the first big bad. And it's nice to see the build-up of everything they've achieved now fighting this guy who has made himself gigantic. Yeah, finally Devimon does a good job as a villain. He should have just done this in the first place, really. He should have, but he, he won't because he likes to be dramatic. <laughs> um, did you see the Star Wars reference in this? What was the Star Wars reference? When Kabutemon gets knocked away, it's spinning like Darth Vader's TIE Fighter does in Star Wars, and it also Kabutemon sounds like a TIE Fighter for half a second. Yeah, I noticed there was a weird sound. It seems like they all make plane sounds or something when they're being swiped away. Any more likes? I like how Patamon's attacks both have alternative names you can use. It does? Yeah, like Boom Bubble can also be called POW! And Andromon's Hand of Fate can also be known as Harish! Uh, Patamon, bless him. I've got a note, one of my notes just says, uh, where is it? Oh, you little bean, don't cry. Because <laughs> you can feel his frustration and despair of being unable to digivolve, because obviously they've got dev- a giant Devimon hand coming right towards them, and he's just in tears because he just wants to digivolve so so badly. He's made up his mind now that he needs to fight to save TK, and he can't do it. Yeah, that whole moment was really good when Patamon finally digivolved. Digivolves into sexy cosplay mon. <laughs> digivolves into Jesus mon. It's really good. I like Andromon's design. Andromon's a really interesting thing. He seems the most mature out of the Digivolutions. Yeah, his personality is totally different to Patamon's. All of a sudden, he's angelic warrior of justice or something. Also, the Hand of Fate is OP. Please nerf. <laughs> it just consumes the island with light. Well, he had all of the Digivices helping him as well. That's an ability that only he has, I think. I couldn't see the other ones doing it. It's the light of the Digivices that he was using. He uses it that much that he blows them both up. And then TK's in tears, and I can understand that because it would be traumatizing for anybody, even though, like, TK is eight, but to see your friend turn into a, an angel man and then to have the angel man do the weirdest dying ever, which is just to explode into special effects. But it's fine because Anjumon is Jesus, so he's going to be resurrected in three days. There's an awful lot of parallels between Anjumon and Jesus. Well, he is an angel. Yeah, exactly. He, he turns up, he dies to save them from the evil that is Sin or Devimon. And then he's resurrected in like a few episodes. And then he's back a few times. And Jumon is just Jesus. 
I don't know what else to say about that sentence that you just said. It's really interesting that they kept in all these religious elements and didn't try and hide them at all, which I think is honestly quite a good thing, because if they did try and make it different or cover it up, I don't think it would have worked. They were faithful to the original about the faith stuff. I'm done for likes, I'm ready for dislikes. One last thing I liked was Greymon's sitting pose. Okay. Oh, it was amazing. Like, right after Greymon's been knocked down by Yogamon or whatever, and he's just sitting down, it's like he's trying to get his legs crossed, but they can't reach each other. So they're just, like, in front of him on either side. Oh, bless. But yeah, that's my final thing. Okay, well, on the fact of Greymon, one thing I didn't like was the scaling in this episode is really weird. Greymon seems really huge in one shot when he stood next to Ty. I think that might have just been the camera angle. No, because Ty was definitely stood in front of Greymon or next to Greymon. I don't know, I'm being petty with with, um, image again. I didn't think Greymon looked too big. The scaling's usually just all over the place in Digimon. And Pokemon, because that one shot with Pikachu, him being giant. Was it Leomon or Devimon who calls them Digimons? It's Leomon. <laughs> I don't like them being called Digimons. The Digimons will Digivolve. It's weird, I don't like them being called Digimons. Plural of Digimon should be Digimon. Otherwise the title music should be Digimons, Digital Monsters. Other things, Ogamon literally talks to the camera before he runs away. <laughs> Bit of fourth wall breaking. Which I guess could also be sort of a good thing as well, because it's not taking itself too seriously. Yeah, yeah. Especially considering what's just happened. Yeah, just sort of break the immersion a bit. It's a time-consuming defeat, though. It's never happened before, and it never happens again, where they're just dissolving from the feet upwards. And then Anjumon gets to be passive-aggressive towards TK a bit. I'll come back if if that's fine with you. I mean, do do whatever, dude. I I can go if you want. I I can just go if you want me to go. It's it's fine. Jesus only came back when his disciples wanted him to. So many parallels. Anjumon certainly has the hair. He just needs the beard. But that would make the helmet not look as good. Nah, the helmet's cool. Except I don't like there's a shot where you can see the lighter nubs on the sides. Makes it look like eyeballs and he just looks like he's got a massive dirt face. It's when he's doing Hand of Fate. You have to see the white nubs on his helmet as eyes. Yeah, I get it now. <laughs> he looks like a fish or something. It's just super derpy. Cobamon's dirt face is still the supreme dirt face. Cobamon's still the best. Yeah, I think the last thing I've got that I don't like about this episode is it's just plot convenience of them being next to the projector thing that's covered by a bit of dirt. Yeah, and then all of a sudden everyone's gathered around TK. Like, there's no time in between. It's just, up oh, there now. And they all seem completely fine about um, Anjuman being an egg now. They're like, oh, that's cool. He's an egg. He'll hatch at some point soon. Completely nonplussed by it. Yeah, I guess they just, they somehow know about all the stuff that went on in primary village any more dislikes mimi was bad mimi again there's more stuff like she wants to go home so she can go on a major shopping spree or she says that her colors and togemons match when palmon digimolves even though they don't match at all <laughs> favorite thing i've got anjuman because he's kind of cool patamon slash anjuman both of them that whole character is i, I just i adore patamon and it's so good it shows a negative to this type of evolution because obviously this evolution is not a natural one it's a burst of power and it's temporary and he ends up having too much power with it and destroys himself in the process well that's probably because he basically just took all of the power from the digivices as well and turned himself into a nuke it also hints at if this can go wrong and he can destroy himself this way what else can go wrong with evolution okay overall thoughts i have mixed feelings about this one it's an okay episode it's the end of potentially the the most boring arc of this season i mean this only gets a pass because of nostalgia 
apart from that, it's kind of a, a boring set of episodes. Yeah, I, I just really like everything about Patamon, but this whole episode and honestly the whole arc is sort of full of plot holes and stuff that doesn't make sense. Like, Leomon and Devimon are the only ones on the whole island that know this legend. No one else has brought it up to them. Not even uh, Centaurumon, who is the defender of a temple. Yeah, it was just like, oh, these are the Digivices. They are not linked to a legend to do with Digidestined at all. But they're actually not linked to a legend, because weren't they made by Jedi and, and everybody in that castle? I Honestly, I haven't, I haven't got a clue. It's really confusing. <laughs> well, we shall find out when we get to those episodes. Now it's time for Mono A Mono, where we talk about the similarities and differences in these episodes. So let's start with our Monsters of the Week. I'm going to say Jesus Mon. Mine is also Jesus Mon. It's it's an angel. Yep, it reflects Devimon, which is cool. Well, I mean, what else could Patamon have turned into? It is light versus darkness, which is just always a good sort of theme. And can bring up interesting questions when done right. I don't think it wasn't a particularly complicated light versus dark situation. No, it's literally an angel versus a devil. But I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's cool. It's nice to see him finally achieve an evolution and become, like I said before, potentially the most mature of the lot. He doesn't make jokes or anything. He sort of says, stand back, I'll deal with him. And he seems to be very in control of what he's doing. And, and, and he's good. He's, he's, he's cool. It's a really, just sort of, really cool design. And the shift in Patamon's personality when it digivolves becomes so much different. Like You can tell, oh... He's serious now. He's going to get things done. He's going to wipe out Devimon. Which episode do you think had the best storyline? Digimon. Yeah, because it had a storyline and also it's the end of an arc. It's it's the amalgamation of everything we've watched so far. Yep, it was a good episode for Digimon. And that left us on a token cliffhanger of just an old man is there now. Just because this was supposed to be like the end of the series and then they were like, no, we can make more episodes because it got popular, I guess. Any similarities? They both had giant things, which is Devimon and, and Dragonite. No, it was a mystery Pokemon. Hey, you can't do that back at me. You got annoyed at me earlier. <laughs> We've done that so many times already. I've got it written in my notes that the two giant things are Devimon and the mysterious Pokemon whose identity will never be revealed ever. <laughs> I decided to change it to Dragonite so I didn't annoy you. Although we do see Dragonite in the first movie, and it's not as big as the mysterious one, so... This is just a giant Dragonite. Any other similarities that you found, or...? Not really. They're both quite different. They are very different. There's barely anything in common because there was such a thin episode on Pokemon's behalf. Yeah, exactly. Which episode did you enjoy the most? Digimon. Yeah, same there. It's it's the end of the arc. It was cool. It had an interesting battle. Yeah, and Pokemon was just a bit empty. It was a hollow episode. He caught a crab, that's it. <laughs> he caught a crab, and Team Rocket nuked a dinosaur. Yep, that is the plot of that episode. So the point goes to Digimon? Yes. It's hard to compare them, because <laughs> we can't compare a really good episode of Digimon to a nothing episode of Pokemon, because there's just nothing in there to really draw comparisons between. So much more in Digimon than there was in Pokemon. And the music was better as well. Pokemon just had lots of comedy in it. And explanations, lots of talking about about things that aren't necessarily that important. It was talking about things that were necessary for this episode, nothing that affects the overall arc of the story. So what's the score now then? It's 7-6 to, to Pokemon? Yeah, that's right. Cool. Join us again next time where we'll be watching episode 14. Departure for a new continent and electric shock showdown. You can subscribe to the Moncast on SoundCloud, Stitcher and iTunes. 
And if you'd like to leave us an iTunes or Stitcher review, we'd be really, really grateful. You can find our social media on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, and with the Will forums if you search for The Moncast. Or you can email us at themoncastpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to contact us if you want anything mentioned on the show. I'll cover it in the next administration segment. Thank you for listening and have a good week. Bye. Bye. You can subscribe to the Moncast on SoundCloud, Stitcher and iTunes. And if you'd really like to leave us an iTunes or Stitcher review, you can we'd be really grateful or something. <laughs> you can subscribe to the Moncast on SoundCloud, Stitcher and iTunes. And if you'd like to leave us an iTunes or Stitcher review, that'd be really grateful. I, can't do I think it. I can I can get it. I'll I'll fix it. You can subscribe to the Moncast yep, on SoundCloud, now. Stitcher and iTunes. And if you'd like to leave us an iTunes or Stitcher review, we'd be really, really grateful. That for us still doesn't need to be there. But, okay, I've now got to listen to it three times, even though I only really yeah. had to listen to it yeah, twice do. to get yeah, it do. into a Okay, yeah, you do.